Hi, and welcome to A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Jay. And I'm Elle. And we are continuing Xeno Month with Aliens 3, easily the worst one. <laughs> I haven't watched uh, two, so I can't really say. I watched the first one and this one, and then Prometheus, obviously. You miss a little bit of the the emotional turmoil that Ripley's gone through to get to here mm. uh, without two. But two's more of, it's less like a thriller or like a suspense builder, and it's more action-packed because there's marines in it ripley with a rifle <laughs> this film faced so many issues during its creation it passed hands to three different creative directors i think and it was david fincher's first his first feature film but he has since like said uh, disowned it he doesn't want it <laughs> there was at one point i believe a dog wearing a xenomorph costume supposed to be like the first one that like bursts out of the dog's chest it was supposed to be a dog okay um so a couple of things this isn't the worst movie i've ever watched so i think it's pretty funny that he went so far as to disown it like this isn't bad moon this isn't uh ginger dead man versus the evil bong so i think you could just like dial it back brother that's a little melodramatic second of all the dog was hilarious that was the best part of the whole movie just because it was weird as fuck and you know i don't like Anim violence being done on animals. It was not convincing that it was an animal at all. <laughs> what is that? The <laughs> not first convincing. ten minutes of this film, I was like, "Oh, Elle's gonna fucking despise this." Because not only was there like a dog dying, there was also a child being post mortemed, and I was like, "Oh god!" It didn't show it though. Bad. At least not on the one that I saw. I didn't see the child until I like Googled oh, what they they didn't what they were saying yeah i didn't see Maybe it was just it was the edit they only that showed I was the watching. chest being like oh, okay. in a split second yeah yeah that was that was rough so stagorny weaver throughout this ripley hmm. has a alien queen face chest burster in her chest and she lasts what like 10 days with it and it hmm. doesn't affect her well, I mean, then, she does seem to get winded a few times, so it, it does something. Maybe it's the drug cocktails that she keeps getting injected with. It's like morph. It's like knocking out the the chest burster baby. Mm -hmm. uh, but we really see in this film what we what you missed kind of I think in Prometheus is we see the sort of insidious nature of Will and Yutani. Mm. Like, every one of their ships is, like, broadcasting everything they find back to them. That's Insidious, though, or just, like, very, like, run-of-the-mill normal capitalism. Like, this, the, the fact that they would, like, have human beings be expendable because they want to use this as a bioweapon, and they would just, you know, they, they know all about it, and they're already, like, two steps ahead conspiring against everyone that's just trying to, like, save humanity because they don't give a shit. If it fucking gets out of the box, they don't fucking care. That is so capitalist. That's exactly what we just did with the goddamn pandemic. <laughs> you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong to say that's insidious. It's just that's the nature of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. It's insidious, um, but... In an entirely expected way. <laughs> I tried to keep a lot of notes on this 
but apart from like typing what was happening on screen, I I only really saw a couple of things that I thought were interesting. The cast, first of all, like huge stars of like British television are in this cast. You've got your man from Game of Thrones, Clement, who's the doctor. Oh, that's where um, that's where I recognized him from. I was like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. I couldn't place it. He was also, um, I believe, the Prime Minister in Ali G's movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> I would have known that too. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, of course, like mm -hmm. the Queen, with a Queen inside her. A Xeno Queen. Mm -hmm. A Queenomorph. <laughs> uh, you have her, you've one of the guys that gets got, he played Satan in Being Human, UK. Mm -hmm. Another one of them was in Doctor Who. He was in the Planet of the Ood story, which is really interesting because it's like basically this, you know, it's it's a base on a really shit world and they're being chased by an alien creature. It's an interesting parallel. And you have the Earth Doctor, Paul McGann, who is the crazy guy who is still chained to that bed to this day, I believe, because they never went back to let him go and the alien didn't kill him. I get what you're saying. And I can understand how, you know, if you know what's going on here and you've seen these people before, you could tell them apart. But to me, they were just a bunch of old white men. That's all. Like the That's only... <laughs> very fair. The only one that stood out was the guy who was really into the religion. Mm -hmm. And this is a bad thing to say, but it's the truth. The only reason he stood out is because he was black. He also he had like weird little glasses that he put on too a lot, and he kind of looked like a ninja turtle. Like he just had the, I don't know the the bearing. He was sturdy. Yes, yes. Like I that everyone else is built the same way. They're all fucking mayo guys. They they all look like they all look like me and you. You know they're just yeah. I don't know. It was I don't I mean. Do you think me and you could, like, if we if we went bald like this, do you think we could go there? <laughs> Probably. I, I couldn't tell us apart from any of the other guys either. I love the name of this planet. It's called Fury Six One Six. Sounds like a like a like a fucking uh, wrestling move. Yeah. <laughs> like Stone Cold Steve Austin doing the Fury Six One Six. One of the things I appreciated about this is it started and ended in very similar ways. The start, we had like um, clips of the face hugger, like tripping the fire alarm and getting the, the pods ejected, hmm. cut with like the credits. And then at the end, you have clips of the guys leaving the place interspliced with like some of the the old school text across the screen. <laughs> mm. I do like the technology in this and it's explainable, I suppose, how it's like a downgrade from what we've seen in Prometheus. Mm. Because Prometheus was a fully funded space and science research mission. Mm -hmm. This is a prison colony that is like no longer even like an ironworks. It's just sort of there. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a lead works though. It's different. Lead works. Yeah. Just as somebody, I used to work in an aluminum foundry, and for me, when they said turn the sprinklers on, if you do that with molten aluminum, it explodes. 
this film tries to do a lot and feels really it it tries to be like a religious narrative with these nuts in their like monk cult mm-hmm. it tries to be like a prison narrative with the good doctor sacrificing himself and then he gets got within the first like 20 minutes it's feeling at all of these things it's not very interesting the characters aren't very interesting if okay so if this is supposed to be anti-capitalist and anti the world that capitalism makes prisons are supposed to be reform places but these guys are like nah i'm still a bad guy i raped ladies i kill people it's like that's not very reformed like no and i don't think that's what they're trying to do with these guys like religion in this film is used very differently than the way it was in prometheus because it's not about finding god it's not about discovering uh spirituality it's about dogma Mm -hmm. and the doctrine and following rules it's a it's a set structure uh, kind of like prison i suppose if you want to put it that way and this is what these guys adhere to it's it's not ah. um, becoming closer with God because there is no God on Fury. There's only men who are afraid of God and afraid of themselves and what they've done. Yeah. So they don't capable. have the structure of the prison anymore. So they need the structure of the religion. It's about repression of knowledge. It's not about a repression of the self, really, rather than free reign that fucking Peter Whelan had. <laughs> they did ripley dirty in this film i think because she is so inconsistent in who she is throughout it like one moment she's a badass walking in setting down her dinner uh, sitting with all these murderer guys even when they said you know no we're bad guys and she's i don't fucking care sits down Mm -hmm. uh the next she is like almost a damsel in distress with clemens Yep, and they have a romance off screen like what the fuck they got they banged off screen <laughs> he's like a hundred years old too i'm sorry but just... he's always looked like that i think so, i'm just like really that's i'm but i mean slim pickens again just like with argento's dracula sorry something funny we're recording this on the day of charles the third's coronation the guy who plays clemens also played charles's great uncle or great great uncle uh who was killed by the ira in the crown yeah i love the song the song that the guy who gets like shredded is singing yeah Uh, that song's on futurama too and it's actually a song it's a bop yeah (laughs) it's in year 25 25 (laughs) yep fantastic song go look it up don't watch this film go look up the song though yeah the alien looks real janky, but then again, it is 1992, and it's pre- pretty much stop-motion animation they're doing with it. Yeah. But the design's still there. Like, it's a strong... Xenomorph has been around for so long because it's a iconic design. The dog I did, like, thing, the... though, dude. The dog. Oh, did you look up the photo of it? No, I didn't. Let me look it up. Hold on. It's, it's so funny, because it's just a dog wearing, like, a Xenomorph outfit. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, let's see. Alien 3. I'm gonna look it up. I just remember like the transformation scene or like when it's popping out. It's so ridiculous looking. It's great in that scene as well because you have the funeral interspliced with it or mm -hmm. the, the burning of the bodies. So it's the guy saying within every seed there's the possibility for life and then you have the chest burster like bursting out at that moment. Okay, I found it. It was way down in the results. So open image a new tab. I want to look at this. Poor doggy. I mean, I hope he got compensated well. Like, lots of treats and pats for having to wear that <laughs> costume. That explains why it looked so fucked up, though. Because I was like, what the? I don't, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. It was one of those moments, but instead of, like, not comprehending, like, the story it was trying to tell me, I just, like, couldn't register what I was seeing on the screen. One of the things I actually did enjoy about this film is a line of dialogue that Ripley says. Mm-hmm where she's like hallucinating the head of a xenomorph that she's going to like jab with a with a stick and she says uh you've been in my life so long i can't remember anything else mm, yeah and i was like if if we we do take and i i heavily adhere to the fact that alien is a franchise that's basically about like sexuality but also about uh motherhood and fatherhood so if we take Ripley saying that with the alien inside her, yeah, this is your creation now almost, or it's a fear of what you could create. The corridor running scenes, we could have had less of those. Holy shit, that was long. I remember like mm -hmm. the end, I was just like, can we just find out? Is it, are they gonna get eight? If they're gonna get eight, let's just let's let's get with, down with the eating, okay? Because I am very bored with all this running. It didn't even eat them, it just sort of like got them with the tongue with the with the inner mouth it yeah like bit them once and then stopped okay this might be another thing where i'm just stupid can this one like not put chest bursters and stuff so it has to like so, wait for the queen is it like a bee so it's like a worker bee yeah. okay yeah so the one that's inside ripley mm -hmm. is a queen yeah so if it's if it came out and that gets touched on in 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 the the sequel after this but we're not covering that film because it's crap really uh, yeah yeah Worse like than they, this? <laughs> well they brought back ripley mm. but they as a clone and then you have her sort of become like an alien hybrid creature it's weird it's weird it's imagine the xenomorph but with like a skull exoskeleton Yikes. I don't. I don't want to. So, okay. <laughs> the only good thing about the corridor chasing scene was that you got to see it from like the xenomorph's perspective, because mm. they don't have eyes. So clearly, it's based on like smell or like sound. So you hear like the warbled voices and it following them. So the sequel to this is Alien Resurrection. Yep, Resurrection. And it has Winona Ryder in it too. Like, those are some big star power. That's some big star power there between uh, Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder. And it was still a bit pile of shit. Great. It was. It was Sigourney Weaver in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, Ron Perlman's in it too. It came out the same year that I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and. 25 years later, 26 years later, we're still talking about these films. The set design of Alien 3, I can't fault. Like, it feels like a real grimy industrial place. 
Yeah. Which, you know, it makes up for the fact that we don't see a lot of outside of the, the planet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they tried to compensate for that with Prometheus and Alien Covenant because they film a lot on location in Alien Covenant. And I think they did for Prometheus as well. I think they filmed in Iceland for all that sort of volcanic looking environment. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, seven Saturn Awards, a Hugo Award, and an MTV Movie Award. That is surprising to me that it was nominated for so many awards, but... That the MTV won one? (laughs) Well, it was just, it was the one at the end, no, but I just was surprised that that this one was one that, you know, got any attention, like, from... Well, this is coming off the back of one and two, and one and two are very strong films. One came out in the 80s, which, if we're going by, like, the standards of horror, then you have the final girl trope mm-hmm. yeah but ripley's more than that you know she is, is a badass she's capable it's interesting that throughout this franchise the protagonist and the antagonist are both female mm. and this goes into the prequels as well i mean you have elizabeth shaw you have the female lead in alien covenant whose name slips my mind right now and then you have ripley throughout the rest of them like it's built on strong women, this franchise. Yeah. Even if they're surrounded by a sausage fest. <laughs> yeah, it does seem that. It's... What did you think of the bishop prop? Like the head and the like gooey eye? Which one is that? Hold on. He was the synthetic that uh, was basically torn up except for an arm. Oh, and... oh, oh yeah. Um... I don't know. It was again that that reminded me there was like an episode where actually like of Star Trek the Next Generation of course where like Data gets blown up and then like I think his brother is involved Lore who's like evil Data, you know, and <laughs> they're like putting pieces back it, it just reminded me of I have kept it together and not talked a lot about Doctor Who. You can do that with Star Trek. <laughs> I will try, but that's like the only like sci-fi franchise that I really know anything about. So the guys at the end, like revealing that Bishop, the the android Bishop, was based on a real person. Like the guy at the end that tries to talk Ripley into like giving him the 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 Xeno fetus. I'm just I'm just gonna say. Data and lore are based on their creator as well. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is all so, going um, on around the same time, too. Like, that Star Trek The Next Generation is late 80s, or early well, 90s, this... so. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, this film actually is set, like, a hundred years after the events of Prometheus. Oh, we're not even... Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even know... I can't remember what... It's Trek's... like the 51st century, isn't it? Yeah, it's like way like ahead. Yeah. there. It's like a great communist society. Like, this is a dystopia. It is. And yeah. uh, Star Trek's utopian, so... I fully believe that Billiard Runner takes place in this universe. Because mm. they have synthetics in Blade Runner as well. They have people or robots made to look like people. Why not? Well, 
Uh, the only issue there is like the synthetics in Blade Runner aren't built to last. They last like five years at most, whereas the synthetics in Alien last forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how Star Trek is, too. But see, that's communist, like, manufacturing capability. The Blade Runner stuff is more like what you get in capitalism, like, planned obsolescence. Like, we have, like, a TV that only works for two years. Fuck capitalism. Yeah, we don't capitalism sell enough fucking of this sucks. Because that's, that, that's who's capitalism. the real... That's who's the real villain in this, in Aliens. It's, it's Will and Yutani. It's... Mm -hmm. It's always been Wheeland. It's always been Wheeland. <laughs> it was very like, we have lots of arch capitalists that kind of make themselves to look like that sort of character. I think like we we hit on mm -hmm. Elon Musk last time and Well, fitting. the guys in the prison, they look a lot like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> they all do. That's the problem. I can't tell them apart. They They have a hobbit exterior but they have an orc physique which is a line that i've stolen from epic rap battles of history <laughs> how many chunks does this film get i don't know i gave the last one two so i guess uh i don't know this okay if the last one's two this is like 1.75 because i'm not gonna give it 1.5 because that's what i gave terrifier or whatever that one was fucking awful that was a boring mm -hmm. movie so this is better than that um it, I, at least something happens in this film. Yeah. The use of the xenomorph, like at this stage, we know what it is. We're not scared of it. If it was more like dark corridors and you sort of like thought you saw it, but no, it's just out in the open in mm -hmm. this film whenever we do see it. And we don't see it for very long is the issue. And I know it's because it's a guy in a suit, but that's no excuse. <laughs> it's the guy in a suit. It's a guy in a suit. So... Aliens 3, not, not, not for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is actually the last one of Xenomonth, Aliens 3. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm on the first one and the last one then. Cool. Yeah, the ones in between you are. At any rate, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at GITM Podcast, or you can find ours on our website. Our website. Yes. And we're also on and YouTube you now. We are. You can follow our YouTube as well, which is just Ghost in the Magazine. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow us, you can follow me at J. Poet. And you can follow me at Nocturnical. Okay, bye.